Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, we are. I'm joined by Terry Phillips and John Henderson and Kathy Seely, and we'll get right into it because this is a, a big show that we're going to have for today. Uh, it is the 40th uh, birthday, supposedly, of Jack Benny, and it was done. Um, uh, it wasn't done on his regular show. It was done on a different show that he appeared on, Shower uh, Shower of Stars, I think it's called, and. Uh, a uh, wonderful show that Jack appeared on a number of times. We'll be bringing you future episodes of this at different times. Uh, it's an hour-long piece. And this kind of brought back everybody that Jack's worked with for the most part. I mean, incredible cast for any Jack Benny fan. The thing that we'll point out first, though, we learn right away that Rochester was supposed to be on it, but he wasn't, couldn't be on that, that night. And he gets replaced by Andy Devine, who does a really nice job. But I think I'll switch over to Kathy, and she can tell us more about what she found out about that. So go ahead, Kathy. Oh, good. Well, and then I'll want to share it with everybody. But um, uh, uh, newspaper and, and uh, variety stories uh, right after the broadcast says, oh, yes, at the rehearsal the day before, poor Eddie Anderson had a heart attack and was rushed to the hospital. Oh, and wow. so um, it's a, a terrible shame. But um, the Rochester character was supposed to have been quite prominent in this episode, uh, uh, both in the, um, the cutbacks, perhaps he was supposed to have done a special dance or song, and he was uh, uh, the, uh, supposed to be featured in that middle commercial about, um, uh, he was supposed to be polishing the Maxwell, and Bill Lundigan, the uh, Chrysler salesman, was supposed to convince him to buy a Chrysler. And just for 1958, to have an African-American man prominently being sold a uh, pretty expensive car um, would have been a lovely thing uh, yeah. uh, to have in 1958 on the television. But uh, I, I'd love to hear what other people have to say about this sort of um, extraordinary uh, episode. And then I'll talk a little bit later about, it turns out that reaction back in the day in February, 1958 was decidedly mixed about this episode. But. Right. Well, a good thing for us to hear. So, uh, John, let's go to you. What did you, what did you think, John? Well, my reaction was not mixed. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> I love the concept of his 40th birthday. I think that's hilarious. And one of my favorite of the radio show, uh, the episode, uh, I think it's from 54, where Jack turns 40. So they did this once before, but at the end, uh, turns out, oh, he gets a phone call. He's not really 40 yet. He's really 39. I was wondering if they were going to do that again this time, but no, it's official. He's 40 now. Yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. Until the great. next week on his show and he's 39 again. So he's <laughs> well. 40 for about a week. So. Yeah. But the, yeah. The newspapers took great pains to say he was actually turning 64. Uh. Years, so. <laughs> That's yeah. And, I, it was, uh, I mean, you, you see that opening where they're all coming in like red carpet style and that's like person after person after person. Uh, and, you know, I, I recognized a lot of them from the radio shows and I appreciated in this episode, uh, some of the people I didn't recognize, they introduce as they go along. So that was helpful. Well, they know um, it's been a long time for some of them. I mean, yeah. certainly he has people that appeared with him in the first couple of years of his radio show. It's not like they're from years before. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Crazy. And yeah, and I the one, 
the one person who I noticed was missing, who I really hoped would be there, was Kenny Baker. Yes. They've got the other, you know, three tenors, but they didn't have Kenny Baker. Right. So I was a little disappointed about that, considering, like, everybody is there. Um, and, you know, the Coleman's weren't there, but they make a joke about it. So that's all good. That covers that base and things yeah. like that. Well, it makes you wonder if the actor, you know, if, if Kenny Baker, who wasn't on it, maybe they asked him, I assume they asked him, and he declined for whatever reason. After yeah. watching the show, was like, oh, man, I should have gone on there. I didn't realize there were oh, so yeah, many people yeah. from the past. I thought I'd be like, well, why are you going to have me on there? Larry I haven't been on Jack's show in a long time. And yeah. 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 If you're going to have Larry Stevens on. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if there was uh, hard feelings because he doesn't, you know, come back a lot. But there was an episode of the radio show after he had left where he comes back. So, I mean, yeah. you would think there wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I think, I think he came back a couple times to the radio show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it always seemed to work out pretty well. And they had good bits. Now, are we talking Kenny or Larry? Kenny. Are you all talking Kenny? Kenny. Yeah. Well, I mostly remember that once, supposedly, he stuck in a bedroom. In an unused or boarded yes, bedroom yes. in Jack's house in Beverly Hills. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We never see him in that episode. They simply talk about him, but it's pretty funny how much airtime he gets on that one without yeah. being there. Uh, but no, he's yeah. he's got a few episodes where he appears with Dennis, and he and Dennis are joking around. Yeah. Certainly, if, even in this season, he has that. No, the season I'm running, which is 1940, right? Because he's for that season, it's it's the I think it's the only season, maybe for two seasons, he appears on the Fred Allen show as the tenor. And so because of course Fred Allen and Jack have the the whole feud thing going and they're in a movie together that year, they do a lot more crossover pieces. And so one of the crossover pieces is that Kenny appears, Kenny and Fred both come over to the Jack Benny show. And uh, he's got some great bits with with Dennis, the two dumb guys together, uh, is, is pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I find him fa fabulous. And boy, if you ever get a chance to listen to his work on the Fred Allen show, they really give him because it's an hour long show. There's a lot more room space for him. And I think part of his contract was they were going to use him more, and he was going to be involved more. And so he's in the skits. He's in. He performs and he chooses the songs he performs. So there are a lot more uh, operatic sort of songs and things that I don't think they were delighted that he did that. But, but he's like, hey, I've got the power to do it. I'm going to sing the song I want. Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway. I, here, I, was, I was just going to uh, add that uh, at the beginning of the episode, they said it was in full color. And I wonder if there is a yeah. color version around somewhere. I doubt it. I, I think it was live and somehow in color. I don't know how they pulled this off, but I can't imagine them being able to do anything but a kinescope from it. And so the kinescopes didn't have the ability to do color. So unfortunately, yeah, they say that in front of all these, uh, these yeah. Shower of the Stars, and I would love to see them in color. But as far as I know, they don't exist. But, you know, maybe somewhere, but I, I kind of doubt it. And now let's get on to Terry. <laughs> Terry, what do you think? Well, the first thing that I thought of when uh, when I watched this was it, it was reminiscent of Saturday Night Live's 40th anniversary show where they had all of these people. It was just amazing, amazing how many stars uh, they had on, on this show. and like A shower of stars. It was a shower of stars. And yes, it was an hour long, but they packed everybody into this. It was quite impressive. Not to mention... They had a lot of music in this in this um, episode. Oh, yes. 
And I think my favorite song was uh, the uh, the parody of uh, Pennies from Heaven, yeah. which they had as oh, Bennies yeah. from Heaven. Yeah. I just loved that. Um, I did feel like some of those some of those uh, musical numbers were not necessary, and I would have rather had more time with my favorite celebrities who I haven't seen than another fifties number. But I guess that was the format of the show. I was yeah. completely with you. I was going to mention the same so thing. Jack, 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 Jack is like <laughs> Because I mean, they're getting, getting those every time they were doing that, there was a dance number or something with people that weren't. I mean, if it was a Benny folk, then I'd be like, oh, great, show me, do, yeah. do the thing. But, but when it was somebody that was just a dance team or whatever, and it wasn't any, any Benny folks, I'd be like, okay, you guys didn't have to put that in here. I think it's part of the Shower of Stars sort of concept or whatever. And probably they hire this dance troupe or whatever it is. But, uh, but yeah, I would have rather had more time with with uh, Dennis Day joking around with with the previous the other tenors and things or certainly we haven't yeah. even mentioned that Phil Harris actually appears on this show he only appears on oh and his song shows. is wonderful oh yeah yeah, yeah. and oh, like row 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 your boat yeah. with, the, with the innuendo and it's, it's oh, and the uh the the sort of flub was hilarious and Phil Harris's style is just so relaxed he's got a cigarette like he he's the kind of guy who's changing with the times kind of heading towards that Johnny Carson era where television's more relaxed and things like that compared to Mary who is just like you can see she's just praying she doesn't flub or something yeah so well that's it Jack does say it's her first live appearance that's and right. so she had not done anything live in you know eight years so first, it's a, first I, and only live appearance i think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there was one other moment and i couldn't tell whether it was scripted or not but uh in uh, one of the scenes with uh andy divine um he uh says uh hey jingles instead of yeah. hey, uh, andy <laughs> which of course was his character on um on uh Bill Hickok, right? On, well, on Bill Hickok, right. Yeah. Um, and and so instead, he instead of saying uh, yes, boss, or or yes, Jack, or yes, Buck, he says yes, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a spoiler. Uh, there's a potential spoiler, but I'm not going to reveal it. You all can decide if you want to or not. But uh, as far as I know, it's the only time that um, Professor LeBlanc reveals why, despite the fact that he hated giving lessons to Jack Benny, why he did it. Right. I think we should, my opinion is we shouldn't reveal that. We should okay. let the audience uh, let, let them enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They're gonna, there is so much to enjoy in this thing. I mean, you guys will hopefully get a lot of entertainment out of it. So, Terry, I so appreciate your connection of this show to the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary because I've watched Saturday Night Live from the very beginning and I appreciated every most obscure person. But uh, um, so I was trying to think, what did people in 1958 think about this? And just to think that, you know, it's not just soothing Benny, playing up to Benny's ego, but that truly Benny fans would have been there and remembered, you know, Don Bester or remembered when Andy Devine was on, you know, uh, on the radio show regularly, or in Buck Benny Rides Again. The fact that th there were people out there who sort of cherished their memories of the show, even though they never got to see them again, you know, that's, so that, that, that kind of intrigues me. I also then wondered, were there any other stars getting this kind of elaborate, you know, I want to say suck up treatment, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, were, there, were there Bob Hope? 
uh, birthday bonanzas that that showed, you know, that's, uh, I was just curious, because this also reminds me, if you go back in radio history, was it in 1940 or 41, when they did the elaborate celebration of Benny and gave him the Sunday at seven spot? Right. And, and then you can hear there were special radio shows mm -hmm. uh, celebrating Jack and Mary with, with singing and dancing right. and testimonials yes. and all this. And so um, I was it was more done for Jack than anything else people. I can think of. And Jack did them himself. I mean, certainly the color special yeah. he has in 1970 celebrating his 20th anniversary in television. He brings yeah. back not this many people from the history because this this is more or less celebrating his radio and television history by bringing all these people back. Yeah. But that one brings back most of the people that, that were from the main people yeah. from his, from his radio career, but they were. Um, which, which must mean that it comes from his own heart, the anniversaries yes. and commemorating mm -hmm. sort of loyalty and longevity must have been very important to him to keep this as a, um, you know, a, a recurring theme so often. And, and they did something else that was kind of, because the writers, uh, certainly uh, Milt Josephsberg, who is writing for the I Love Lucy show, and here's Lucy, I think it was, brought, did a whole, there's a whole episode that's basically a retrospective of Jack's career done on, here's Lucy, which makes no sense, and, yeah. and yet they do a really nice job with it. And that's, I would assume, his writers doing, I don't know why, you know, so it's very strange because you don't. Uh, other, than Lu other than Lucy Bob and Lucy. he were very close friends. Yeah, it, right. But you don't you don't get him doing Bob Hope and here's Bob Hope's history of you know, or anything. It's yeah, whatever. But <laughs> they also did something which was kind of uh, semi traditional in those days, and certainly Jack Benny did it occasionally, which was to have a serious moment where the mayor of Waukegan was yeah. uh, not just there, but but <laughs> gave, a up, gave him a little back. Yeah, yeah. And and I have to say, there's a possible slight personal connection in that the mayor of Waukegan was Armenian and I have Armenian roots and this man actually vaguely resembled my grandfather so wow. maybe there you go <laughs> there you go maybe there's that yeah I wouldn't check into well, it I there's exactly. some kind of connection there. <laughs> John you had something so I Please, well, please. I was just going to say one of the parts uh, in the show that stood out for me uh, is uh, Jack Benny's playing his violin badly and the, you know, the whole jokes around that. But I got to say, he is quite skilled at playing the violin badly. Yes. And playing the violin, period. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's quite good. <laughs> no, but just to say, it's not easy to play off key. You know, yes. that's, that's and in just the right skill. ways that are hilarious. Yes. Yes, and just slightly off, not, you know, where you're just, I mean, because you or I could grab it and just kind of go, ah, and make noise. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. And what we were talking about, the relative professional polish of a show versus how much this is early TV, the fact that it ends with the audience, that we see from the back, the audience singing happy birthday to him, but apparently they ran out of time because I think he meant to say something, you know, and they cut away. Yep. Um, yep. uh, remind you know, suddenly brought me back to oh, that's live TV days. TV, yep, that's what happens. Time to get to the next show. Sorry, <laughs> gotta go. Yeah. Well, well, I'd, I'd like to tell you just a little bit that I, I last night I was searching, um, in newspapers in the trade press, and it turns out this was Shower of Stars was on like, like once a month or four times a season 
uh, a special thing sponsored by Chrysler. And for a while in the mid to late 50s, Benny was on it two or three times a year. This was an extra special one added to the schedule. So they had to preempt some other shows. And uh, so a few, um, uh, uh, some areas did not carry this show. Some Canadians were very upset. I'll send you on the, I'll send you all the articles to, and maybe you can post them. Um, well, that, angry um, Canadians they, are they, scary things. The, oh, yeah. the, the Canadian net, the Canadian television network said, um, this wasn't very good. And so they not only delayed it, they decided not to show it. And they put on a science special from like, you know, DuPont or something like oh, that. Oh, that was probably yeah. hilarious. Most everybody, the, the review in Variety and among some other television reviewers across the country said that um, they, most of them faulted that they wish the writing had been better that there have been more jokes. They, they did think the, um, the dancer teams were a little cheesy and wish there had been more comedy, but right. they wish the comedy had been better. Um, they said that um, Hugh Wheelock, is it Wheelock and Snyder? Yeah. They said those two writers who had been with Jack on and off forever since, you know, vaudeville days wrote this. So we have them to blame okay. and not the regular you know, TV writers for this show. Um, uh, the, the reviewers that said it was boring and they said, oh, look at all these old dudes. We don't care. So a few television reviewers were really snarky. A lot of it was big news that poor uh, Eddie Anderson had had the, uh, a heart attack the right. night before. Some newspapers call it got ill and others said, yeah, the reality is he had a heart attack. But at least we know that Eddie got um, it was able to go back on the regular show in yes. for a couple more seasons. So hooray. Yeah. But um, and so it's really sad that, you know, that he couldn't be there. Um, uh, uh, so the, um, the the reviewers that liked the show loved seeing the old timers. And they uh, remarked a lot on that Phil Harris was the very best part yeah. of the show. They loved his the um, the uh, the um, uh, the ad lib joke that broke everybody up, yeah. and his and his and his his crazy singing number. Mm -hmm. uh, but those that did that just said the show was boring. Um, uh, uh, said, uh, who cares about all these old people sitting around? So um, I also posted some extraordinary yeah. advertising for the show that lists all the people, people who are going to be on it. Um, so it was a big deal uh, on television back in 1958. So, so I said, well, I'll share I, And I would think the younger people. reviewers would probably be the ones to, to thrash on it more, and the older reviewers might enjoy seeing these older stars on the show. The younger ones are like, seriously, why am I watching this? So uh, I get the point. But anyway, uh, wonderful episode. I hope you all enjoy it. I just have been wanting to bring this one forever. I was going to wait for Jack's birthday to bring it. And I thought, no, nah, that's too long. Oh, no, but thank, yeah. thank you for doing it. That Paul Douglas, who uh, plays the part of the master of ceremonies there, yeah. he, will, he um, was the announcer after George Hicks. George Hicks is in, will be volume two of the Benny scripts, um, uh, but Paul Douglas was the announcer for when he was with CBS in late 1932 and early 33. But he, uh, after those 13 weeks of being with CBS, Paul was gone. So they'd had no further connection, but perhaps Paul was still with the CBS network 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's so yeah. it's kind of um, interesting to say where do you dig that guy up from? So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I think we'll let this one go. So enjoy it, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. And now, live in full color. From Television City in Hollywood. Shower of Stars. The brightest stars of Hollywood. Brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. Maker of these five great cars. Plymouth, ahead for keeps. The Sweatwing Dodge. The exciting DeSoto. The mighty Chrysler. And the triumphant Imperio. Chrysler Corporation, the forward look. Jack Benny's friends and associates through the years of radio and television honor him with a birthday party at the Coconut Grove. We take you now to our hosts, Mary Costa and Bill Lundigan, who are on hand to welcome the guests. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great event, isn't it, Mary? Thrilling. And many stars are arriving here. Want to tell you, here comes some of them right Hello, now. Mel. Here nice is Mel Blank. Hi, Mel. And one best man of a man with his back. And his first singer, Frank Parker. Hello, Frank. Good to see you, Mike. Frank, it's good to see you. Tell me, have you got anything to say about Jack's 40th birthday? Yes, I have. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's Paul oh. Douglas. Paul was one of Jack's announcements, too, weren't you? Yes, 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack, I'm sure, was a lot younger then, wasn't he, Paul? No. No, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joe Stafford sure. with Don Wilson oh, and Larry Stevens. How do you feel about our good friend now that he's 40? Oh, I love him just as much as I did when he was 50. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Hello, Barry. Dan, you've been with Jack for a long time, haven't you? Yes, Jack's kept me eating for 25 years, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever stop? <laughs> Only for the commercial. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Cool Jack conductors. Here's Ted Weems. Come Ted on up, Ted. Ted. Hi, Ted. Ted, nice to see you. Malin Merrick, nice to see you. And Jack's very first radio announcer, George Hicks, 1932. Nice to see you. And a little buddy of mine, you know him, of course, Bob Crosby. Bob, you, Bill. what do you think of this great event? Well, I think it's just a wonderful idea. So wonderful that I'm going to throw a party for my brother Bing just like this when he turns. Oh, Andy, Andy Andy, how long ago were you with Jack? Well, I gave him the name Buck Benny, and he still got it. The name? No, the Buck. Sam Hearn. Sam Hearn. Hi, Sam. Sam, how are you? Nice to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. Van Johnson. Hi, Van. Isn't it amazing that Jack is uh, celebrating his 40th birthday? 
No, he always had a slow delivery. <laughs> and Dennis Day. Dennis How Day. are you? Oh, I wouldn't miss Freddie Martin's band for the world. Who's <laughs> here? How are you? Johnny Green. Listen, Johnny, can you say a few words to uh, the viewers at home in tribute, you know, to our wonderful Jack Benny? Well, I'd be delighted to, Mary. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the composer of the music score for the MGM production of Rain Tree County. It's, it's a great picture. Please go and see it. Thank you, Johnny Green. Oh. Well, look who's here. The quartet of Jack Benny shows And now, oh, look who's here. Thank you. Hi, honey. Phil, will you say a few thousand words well, for I'd our like, home audience? I'd like to say a few, yeah. I never thought I'd live long enough to see Jackson celebrate his 40th birthday, and I keep pumped up pretty good, Dad. <laughs> you know, they're going to give Jack and Mary a great show. first ones to arrive? Oh, no. They're all waiting. Everybody's inside. Gee, that's funny. We left early, and I, I had the motor wide open, didn't I, Mary? Yeah, we were doing 20 all the way. <laughs> Say, Bill, do you mind if I make a little announcement no, here? No, no, of course not, Jack. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this being my 40th birthday, <laughs> I want to say that I have uh, on our show and on our party tonight many, many people who have been associated with me through my entire career. Unfortunately, as you probably read in the paper, Rochester became ill last night and cannot be with us. However, I'm happy to say that he is improving but will not be able to be on the show. But we have someone who is on the show anyway who is going to take his place and... Uh, I'd like to have you... Oh, Rochester! Yes, Mr. Benny! <laughs> you, believe me, you'll never be able to tell the difference in the voice. <laughs> Come on, Rochester, let's go. Thank you, Jack. Just turn 
Preparations and all the usual excitement. In fact, for example, let us take you back and show you how this day actually started for our star, Jack Benton. for helping me out as long as Rochester couldn't be here. Well, it's a, a, very, very it's nice a pleasure, day. Buck. Here, here's your breakfast. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Say, Andy, what's the idea of the... I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, but what's the idea of the candle on the egg? Well, the chicken knew it was your birthday, and she laid it that way. Oh, well, that was quite a trick. <laughs> Can I help you break it? No, 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 no. I may be 40, but I can handle that kind of work. Oh. Still, <laughs> see, see, I feel, I just, you know, I can't get over it, Andy. And here, I don't know, I went to bed, I was 39 years old. When I woke up, I was 40. You sure had a long night's sleep. <laughs> but I feel great for the party tonight. Did you take, uh, get my full dress suit out of the closet? Well, part of it. What do you mean, part of it? Well, the ma's got the other part. <laughs> All that's left is the, the two back pockets and the zipper. <laughs> oh, well, for heaven, what am I going to do about a full dress suit? Oh, I know, Ronald Coleman. Uh-uh. Why not? His clothes fit me perfectly. But he's still mad about that pair of socks you borrowed from him. Oh, for heaven's sakes. One little hole in the toe, and he makes a big thing out of it. Well, if you want to square it with him, he's home right now. How do you know? The shades are down. Well, he can't be mad at me, because I know that he's coming to my party tonight. Are you sure of that, Buck? Sure. I had Van Johnson ask him. He wouldn't turn him down. Here, help me out with this. Yeah. 
Don't you think I know that? Steelers at the door, will you please? Rochester. Andy, I mean. Gee, I wonder... I wonder if Andy was exaggerating about my full-dress suit. Gee, if it isn't too bad, I can have it fixed by tonight. Yipe! Gee, <laughs> <laughs> Andy was right. Gosh, the moths couldn't have done that. I wonder if I have a barracuda in the closet. <laughs> it's Miss Livingston. Oh, come on in, Mary. Hello. Thank you. What is it, a present for me? No, it's your laundry. Well, why is it gift wrap? Uh, Ching Lee knew it was your birthday, too. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Lord, will you please? What? Where'd you get the robe? Oh, the Chrysler Corporation people gave it to me for a <laughs> present. Gee, it even has fins on it. Yeah. Aren't you taking a chance wearing it without license plates? Mary, <laughs> <laughs> stop with those radio jokes, will you? Please. It's your first live show. Don't be so funny. Now listen, you can do me a favor. Yeah, right. what is it? I want you to go over to Ronald Coleman's and borrow a full-dress suit for me. Oh, Jack, I hate to do that. But, Mary, you have to. I've got to have a full-dress suit for tonight. Now, go ahead and do it, will you, please? Now, please. Oh, I'll, and I'll oh. see you later on. Okay. If you're going to wear that robe, I'll save a parking space for you. All right. <laughs> Hello? Van Johnson? Yes, Van. Oh, you... About that number? You can't? You couldn't? You aren't? You wouldn't? You won't? Well, look, I'll take it up. I'll take it up with them right away and find it. Johnny Green speaking. What? W wait a minute, I can't hear you. Hey, hold it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, cut, cut. Stop it. That's it. Thanks. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not you, please. I I'm trying to talk to Jack Benny here on the phone. Oh, 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 oh. Hello, Jack. This is Johnny. Uh-huh. He can't? Oh, I understand. Yeah, well, it'll work without him. Yeah. Okay, Jack. Thanks. So long. What's up, Johnny? Oh, Van Johnson can't work the number with us. He can't. He can't. He isn't. He couldn't. He wouldn't. And he won't. Why not? He has to do another number with uh, Don Wilson and Annie Devine. Oh, gee, how are we going to be a quartet? We're only three people. Well, that's easy. We'll call ourselves a trio. Gee, why couldn't I think of that? Because you're as stupid as I am. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, we'll want to tell a short for that arrangement. Well, that's all right. I'll do the part. Oh, no, you can't. Why? See, well, Jack always uses tennis. He never uses baritone. Well, he will tonight. Come on, let's yeah, try it. It'll work. We'll be okay. But, we'll okay. Try. okay. I'm Parker. I'm Stevens. I'm DeHay. We're three of the men. 
On his natal day, and he'll flip his toupee if we sweetly intone a happy birthday trio of love in a bloom. You know, this is in a dream. Chrysler Corporation, Bill Lundigan. Now, during the past 12 months, a remarkable thing has happened in new car buying. Half a million buyers have switched from other make cars to the cars from Chrysler Corporation. Now, why are so many of your friends and neighbors switching from other make cars? Well, the big reason is because the forward-look cars are different. Now, here are just seven of the wonderful differences between our cars and the others. First, constant control power steering. It's the only power steering that gives full-time power, not just part-time as in other make cars. Second, push-button torque flight. The automatic transmission with two extra selectors, one for mud and downhill engine braking, two for flexibility in traffic and up steep hills. Third, Total contact brakes. 
The brakes that force every inch of the lining against the drum each time you stop for safer, surer stops. Fourth, torsion air suspension. It minimizes front-end dive on stops, rear-end dip on starts, and lean when cornering. And it's yours on every Chrysler Corporation car at no extra cost. Fifth, extra vision. Thanks to the new control tower windshields that curve up and into the roof line, and thanks also to the clear vision safety glass, almost 360 degrees of wonderful vision. Sixth, styling. Only Chrysler Corporation cars offer the low, sleek, dart-shaped design. The most admired new design in years. And seventh, value. Your dollars get you so much more with Plymouth, Dodge, DeSoto, Chrysler, or Imperial. And now, let's see how the rest of Mr. Benny's day is coming along. Jack is so rich he don't need dough. Jack, 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 we congratulate you, Jack, Jack, Jack. We congratulate you, Jack, Jack, Jack. How we congratulate you, Jack, Jack, Jack. Send him a bale of lucky strikes. Laundering for men is what he likes. Send him a wallet made of cloth. Perfect for Jack with a built-in moth. Jack, 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 Jack. Bunch of telegrams. Hey, jingles! Yes, Bill! Yes, Bill! I want to read you a telegram I just got. It says, Congratulations on your 40th birthday. You have been a great entertainer and a great American. We are all proud of you. Signed, Ike. Move your thumb. Ike Bennett. <laughs> a waiter at the Friars Club. <laughs> Eisenhower on your nail didn't fool me. <laughs> well, I got a whole bunch of nice wires here, though, from everybody, all my friends. Yeah, here, here's another wire, Jack. Oh, dear Jack, congratulations on your 40th birthday. I am having a party to celebrate my 45th next week, and I would like you to come. Signed, Charles Coburn. <laughs> Charles Coburn? Is he 45? He can't be. We were kids together. <laughs> well, I'll read all of these wires later. 
But you know what I better do? I better practice my violin a little bit because they might insist that I play it tonight. Well, Buck, if you're, if you're going to practice, I better go in the other room and start the vacuum cleaner. Why? On account of the neighbors, Rochester always does it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Will you please? Yeah. It might be my violin teacher, Professor LeBlanc. Oh. Hey, it's Paul Douglas. Huh? Oh, cool. I want to thank you very, very much for being master ceremonies at my party tonight. Well, first, Jack, I want to say congratulations. And well, thank you. What, you know, after all, I was one of the first announcers on your radio show, and gosh, it's been a long time, you know? Yes, it certainly has. I remember how I struggled up to that time, but that show that you and I were on together, that radio show, that really made me a hit. Yeah, you but know? you know, Jack, that's exactly 30 years ago. 30 years ago? Yeah. Gosh, it's... I couldn't have been 10 years old. Sure you were. Charlie Coburn was a guest on the show, and he was 15. <laughs> hey, that's right. The only kid on the show with a monocle. Yeah, yeah I remember that. You know, I, um... I have to, uh... Well, can't hear. What's all the noise? Well, that's Rochester. You see? Uh, or uh, Andy Devine. Yeah? Rather. He's uh, got the, um, the vacuum cleaner, cleaner on because of the neighbors. That's whenever I practice. And I well, thought I, I ought see. to brush up a little bit, you know? Uh, you think they'll insist on your playing? They might at that. Well, I'll tell you, you go right ahead, Jack, and I'll go in the next room and listen to the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Wait! No, no, don't leave. I want to talk to you. Uh, Andy, turn that off. I'm glad you want to talk to me, Jack, because I just have a few things I want to discuss with you about the party tonight. What's that? Well, we're going to have quite a problem with your ex-band leaders. There's four of them coming. Well, what's the problem? We only have four musicians. <laughs> four musicians? That's hardly any music at all. Well, CBS is willing to foot the bill for four musicians, but if you want to make up the difference and pay for some extra men... Four is plenty! <laughs> Oh, this is just a party. It isn't a music festival. <laughs> anyway, as... Oh, excuse me. Oh, come right in. <laughs> Professor LeBlanc. Bonjour, Mr. Benin. Bonjour, bonjour. Come bonjour. here, I want you to meet someone. Uh, Paul, this is... Uh, Professor LeBlanc. Well, how do you do? I'm glad to know you, Professor. Paul, how do you do? Uh, fine. He gives me violin lessons. Oh. Mr. Benny, you promised? Oh, well, that's all. He won't tell anybody, you know. You see, he doesn't want anyone to know that he's a violin teacher. Your violin teacher. <laughs> yes, yes, my violin teacher. Well, shall we get started? Please, let us get it over with as quickly as possible. Okay. <laughs> Paul, wait a minute. It's only take a few minutes. Andy, yeah. I'm starting to take my lesson. All right, Mark. <laughs> 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 
Sacre bleu. Did you ever hear anything so terrible, monsieur? I don't get it. If you hate him so much, why do you keep giving him lessons? Because of the terrible secret he holds over my head. He is the only man who knows that I escaped from Devil's Island. <laughs> Jack, I gotta call those four band leaders. They're waiting for a decision on the four musicians. Okay, excuse me just a minute. Right? Wait, wait, go. <coughs> I was talking oh, to Patrilla. Recording studio. I talked to Patrilla just this morning. About oh, just a moment, please. Mr. Crosby, it's for you. Oh, thank you. It's Mr. Douglas. Crosby speaking. No, Bob. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Melvin. <laughs> oh, <Paul. laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the way Jack wants it, that's the way it's got to be. Bye now. Well, what goes? Nothing. We do it just like we figured. Uh-oh. Say, Ted Weems, uh, which one you want to lead? Well, suppose I lead uh, Charlie Bagley here like I used to up at the Mulebach Hotel. Huh? About a hundred <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll re lead uh, Frankie Ramley over here. Frankie, do you think you can follow me? Listen, Bob, if I can follow Phil Harris, I can follow anybody. <laughs> I'd like a little more melody. <laughs> Don Bester... Don, why don't you lead Sammy Weiss here? Well, that would be a great pleasure. I remember you, Don. When you worked for Benny, you used to wear spats. I couldn't afford socks. <laughs> that figures. And Malin Merrick, why don't you lead Wayne Songer? <coughs> Say, Malin, you've been with Jack now ever since he's been on television. Have you noticed any change in him in the last eight years? Yeah, he's a year older. <laughs> Time certainly flies, doesn't it? It really does. Hiya, Bob. Number? We are all set to go, Van, believe me, all set to go. Tell me, uh, what part is Andy going to sing? What do you mean, what part am I going to sing? I'm going to carry the melody. <laughs> <laughs> the melody? Sure. Is he serious, Don? No, he's dead serious. Just give us a downbeat and find out. Yeah, what's that, fellas? Avant. A two. <laughs> But we know a famous gent Who wasn't born And he wasn't made He was heaven sent It's a well-known fact that Jack And he's from heaven Cupid squealed and he revealed And he's from heaven This planet, a bright star fell. Out stepped the smiling cherub and whispered, Well, <laughs> then of course his violin came right behind him. <laughs> when on the prince, so Chrysler signed him. Just an angel codger, the sweat-winged dodger we bless. Yes, Benny's from heaven and CBS. <laughs> Left! 
some people just hate to let go of their old stuff. How about you? Now, even though your car isn't nearly as old as Mr. Benny's famous Maxwell, we'd like you to think for just a minute about all the things you're missing by not owning one of the five new cars from Chrysler Corporation, like this big 1958 Dodge two-door hardtop. Handsome, isn't it? Now, look, if it were up to me, I'd... Just compare the windshields. Windshield? Chrysler Corporation windshields are as much as 50% bigger. Now, see how this one blends right into the roof line, letting you look up as well as around. And what about the lines, the styling of your car? Look, I told you, I change over in a minute if I... Wouldn't it be nice to own a Chrysler Corporation car with the dart shape, the look of motion? Styling that's functional as well as beautiful. Styling with a purpose. And why use outmoded driving controls? When you can drive with Chrysler Corporation's simple, mechanical, push-button driving. What about the way your car rides? If it doesn't have torsion air suspension, then you're missing out on the easiest handling and smoothest ride on the road today. Torsion air also means no uncomfortable sway or lean around curves. No annoying dip when you stop. And absolutely level takeoffs. But Dennis, what might interest your boss is the torsion air ride costs nothing extra on every new car made by Chrysler Corporation. No extra cost! Right. It's just one of the ways your dollar gets you so much more, believe me. Now, we have constant control power steering, total contact brakes, and look at this, dual headlights. Well, that's done it. If I told him once, I've told him a thousand times. Told who what? Told Mr. Benny. He sure likes his dollars to get more, and that's why he's got to get down to see one of the dealers. One of which dealers? Any dealer. What, Dennis? Any dealer who handles Plymouth. That's better. Fine. Dodge? Yes. DeSoto? Fine. Chrysler? That's good. That's good. That's good. Or the triumphant Imperial? Fine, fine. The forward look! <laughs> Thank you very much, Dennis. You know, <laughs> your dollars really do get you so much more. Just see, drive, and buy one of the great new cars from Chrysler Corporation. And now, back to Shower of Stars and Jack's 40th birthday celebration, the Coconut Grove.
It's the Fanny Serenade. Misha Elman plays Tchaikovsky, what technique that work entails. Yasha Heifetz plays Leonowski, Yasha Fanny plays the scales. It's the Benny Serenade, is there any serenade? Like the Benny Serenade, it's so quaint. It's the Benny Serenade, is there any serenade? Like the Benny Serenade, no there ain't. Greater than a grand concerto, what importance it denotes? Analyze it if you care to. It's just five old tired notes. <laughs> The way the master treats it, notice how the music flows. He repeats it and repeats it. Only thing he knows. <laughs> it's the Benny Serenade. Is there any serenade? What's the Benny Serenade? It's got class. It's the Benny Serenade. Is there any serenade? Like the Benny Serenade. It's a gas. <laughs> sang and he entranced me I hung on to every word every time that Jack romanced me this is all I ever heard for the birds <laughs> People ask me how I do it. Do I practice night and morn? Honestly, there's nothing to it. It's pure genius I was born. With the Manny Serenade, is there any serenade? Like the Manny Serenade. It's divine. It's a honey serenade, it's a funny serenade, it's a money serenade. And it's mine. gentlemen, you all know that we're gathered here tonight to help Jack celebrate his 40th birthday. <laughs> now, uh, I could say many, many wonderful things about our guest of honor. <laughs> but... <laughs> it is enough to say that in his short space of 40 years... Jack Benny has brought us over a half a century of entertainment. <laughs> and now it is my pleasure to introduce the mayor of the city who claims our guest of honor to be their most distinguished citizen. I present his honor, Robert Sabanian, the mayor of Waukegan, Illinois. Yes. gentlemen, so far, levity has been the theme of this party. But now I would like to interject a serious note. Jack loves Waukegan, and everyone in Waukegan loves Jack. So in recognition of all of his achievements, the citizens of Waukegan are proud to present him with this plaque. 
our outstanding citizen. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Your Honor. You didn't forget one word. I'm proud of you, Milwaukee. Mary, I bet Cleveland never did anything like this for Bob Hope. They would if they could find him. I guess so. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as I look around the room, I see so many friends of mine that have been associated with me during my entire career in radio and television. But I'd like to have you meet someone who was my very first announcer in radio in May 1932, Mr. George Hicks. Congratulations, Jack. It certainly is good to see you again after all these years. Well, it's nice to see you, too, George. Remember the laughs you used to have on that first program, Canada Dry Ginger? And we used to get laughs on the nickel back on the bottle. Yeah. It's a, it's a dime now. Oh. Gee, if we'd have saved the bottles, we'd have been rich. <laughs> well, we needed the money in those days. Don't you remember, as soon as you got the money, you went and got yourself a second-hand uh, full-dress suit? I did? Yes. Uh... You, you, you bought it from the fellow who ran the fish market. Oh, for heaven's sake. Then it was a barracuda. <laughs> well, anyway, George. Oh, I'll explain it later. I'll explain it. But thanks. Thanks very, very much. We're glad to see you. Glad to see you. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, stranger. I'm sure I want to thank you for being at my party. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, but don't thank me. I'm thanking you. Why? On account of your party, they needed some more waiters. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> so long, Spencer. So long, Slap. There are the fellows having a big night, too. I wonder where the, why the Coleman's aren't here yet. You know, ladies and gentlemen... On my last shower of stars, I had the pleasure of working with Joe Stafford, who was not only a fine artist, but a very lovely lady. And tonight, she's going to sing a song that was written especially for this occasion by my former conductor and very, very good friend, Johnny Green. The number is called Life Begins at 40. Here's Miss Joe Stafford. Lights glow like morning sun, and you realize that the show has just begun to your great surprise, and that old storyline has a far brighter design than you could have planned. 
anymore since that last deposit you made you just shoved me clear out <laughs> oh these lights they're killing me I wait can't a minute maybe i maybe i can oh. do something about it oh frank frank nelson yeah. <laughs> frank would you do me a favor unless you're also one of the waiters here <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not I'm here as a guest. I have absolutely nothing to gain. <laughs> well, will you do me a favor and take Ed back to the vault? Oh, course, certainly. Please. Attention! <laughs> Forward! Hush! go two real old friends. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as, as I stand on the threshold of 40, <laughs> I can appreciate more than ever what friendship means. Because if, you know, I feel that without friends, that my, my life would be... Uh, I had a word in there. What is it? Huh? Hollow. Yeah, my life. Thank you. Yeah, my, without friends, my life. <laughs> without friends, my life would be hollow. Yeah, that's why I said uh, it'd have to be hollow to hold your cabbage, Dad. <laughs> Real hollow to hold the cabbage. <laughs> Sorry I killed your joke for you. <laughs> but, Phil, listen. I'll admit, now wait a minute, I'll admit that I, I have made a little money. Back I'll be met, I've made a lot of money. You made a cotton-grabbing fortune. <laughs> well, even if I did, I'm still a very, very simple man with, with, uh, very small needs and, uh, habits and uh, people who know me intimately know that I live exactly on the same scale as any $50 a week clerk. You don't live that good. <laughs> I 
spend more on a rabbit hunt than you do on a honeymoon. <laughs> Curly-headed band leader, I used to know. Well, that's a lousy thing to say about Johnny Green. <laughs> Johnny Green knows I didn't mean him. And look at Phil, come here a minute. What do you want? As long as you're so anxious to get into the act, you see. Uh, how about as long as the night is young, you see, and you're still standing up? How about singing a number for? Well, us? fall over and let me go. He had a cute little boat And all the girlies he would take for a float He had girlies by the score Sweet little peaches on the shore But Johnny was a Weisenheimer, you know Steady girl was flown And every Sunday afternoon They'd jump in his boat and then they'd spoon And then he'd row, row, row Right up that river he would row, row, row that hug he'd give her, then he'd kiss her now and then. She would tell him when, and then he'd fool around and fool around, and then he'd kiss her again, and then he'd row, row, row. A little further he would row, just he and flow. And with her head on his chest, he'd take a few measures rest, and then he'd row, row. In Johnny's boat, he had a cute little seat, and all the kisses that he stole were so sweet. And he knew just how to row He was that rowing Romeo He had an island where the trees were so grand He knew just how to land Then every tale was of love to flow Until it was time for them to go And then he'd row, row, row On up that river he would row so slow A hug he'd give her, then he'd kiss her now and then She would tell him when, and then he'd a little further he would row, just he and flow. And then he'd drop both the oars, take a few more encores, and off he'd row. Row, row, just he and Florence. Row, row, row right into heaven. Row, row. He had no outboard motors, so Johnny and flow would row, row. Thank you, Elvis Presley. Well, Phil would be great if he just didn't. But then if he didn't, maybe he wouldn't be so good. But ladies and gentlemen... I found a note here in this full-dress suit. It says, Dear Jack Benny, Since I am lending you my suit, I will have nothing to wear for the occasion. So in a way, I'm doing both of us a favor. You'll be able to go to your party, and I don't have to. <laughs> With kindest thanks, Ronald Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I got it. 
Hey, Mary, isn't that cake beautiful? Huh? <laughs> what are you laughing at? If they knew your real age, they'd have to light the candles from both ends. All right, both ends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, well, wait a minute, I would Jack. like to make one little wait announcement. A minute. What is it, uh, the sportsman quartet have a special song that they'd like to do on this occasion. Gentlemen? Make a wish, take a big deep breath, and blow out the candles on the birthday cake. Happy birthday, happy birthday, may the future hold in store. Lots of luck, and a year of love for each of the candles on your birthday cake. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy many, many more. James Best, Gene Raymond, Audrey Totter, and Conrad Nagel in the preview of next week's exciting Climax program. And now, once again, your host for Chrysler Corporation, Bill Lundigan. Just 13 days ago, at exactly 10.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the United States took its first step into outer space. This Department of Defense film dramatically recaptures that historic moment the Army's mighty Jupiter C starts our first satellite, the Explorer, on its journey beyond the Earth's atmosphere. And our warmest congratulations to the United States Army and to all those concerned with the successful launching of the free world's first artificial moon. Chrysler Corporation is proud of its role as prime contractor in the production of the Redstone and Jupiter missiles. By its advanced concepts in research, in engineering, and in production, Chrysler Corporation seeks constantly to serve better the nation and the public. This is the forward look of Chrysler Corporation. Builders of Plymouth, Dodge, DeSoto, Chrysler, and the Imperial. Ladies and gentlemen, next week on Climax, The Secret Love of Johnny Spain. Exposed at the death of a glamorous Hollywood star, two young actors face ruin when they are hit by the spotlight of studio fame. Its sharp glare cuts away the shadow of their idol and probes deep into the murky lies which conceal the secret love of Johnny Spain. Here are Terry Moore, James Best, Gene Raymond, Audrey Totter, and Conrad Nagel. It was a love song, and Johnny sang it to me. He stood very close. Then he was kissing me, and there was nothing I could do except say over and over again, I love you, I love you, I love you. A.G. doesn't mean to doubt your word, Julie, but he wants proof. Johnny destroyed the proof. Why? Because... Let Julie talk. 
Because Shag was in love with me and he was Johnny's best friend. So it had to be a secret love. Yes. Yes. Julie, you're lying. Look, the picture you gave to me is all lies. Shag, I never took anything away from Johnny. Julie, there are people that creep over the field of battle after it's all over, robbing the dead. Now, that's what you're doing. Even if you don't care about your career, Shag, what about Julie's? You want to ruin hers? Tell him the truth, Mrs. Letter. Now, how would she know? You shared an apartment with Johnny and didn't even guess. Let Julie go. Grady, or you and I are finished. Shag, don't listen to Grady. Everything in his world is a lie. Lies, 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 lies. Next week, The Secret Love of Johnny Spain, written by Ellis St. Joseph, especially for Climax, and starring Terry Moore, James Best, Gene Raymond, Audrey Totter, and Conrad Nagel. And remember, stay tuned now for Playhouse 90, which follows immediately and stars Bill Lundigan, Jane Greer, Betsy Palmer, and Keenan Wynn. Directed by Seymour Byrne. Produced by Cecil Parker. Written by Hugh Wedlock, Howard Snyder. Remember, observe the law, but also watch out for the drivers who don't. Here's a good rule to follow. Take care of your eyes. Guard them as you guard all other aspects of your health and well-being. Good vision means good driving, good reading, good television enjoyment. Be wise. Take care of your eyes. Shower of Stars has been brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. The Forward Look. Portions of the preceding program were pre-recorded. Dennis Day can be seen starting February 24th at the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas. Art Gilmore speaking. Shower of Stars is a CBS television network production.